what you want me to say tonight, God? What do you want me to say to your people? And uh, so it didn't take him very long uh, to bring some things to my mind. And, uh, and so um, I want to, uh, I don't necessarily have a, a, uh, a text, although I could probably read something, uh, but I'm not going to go that route. I just kind of want to start in on this idea called the place between. The place between. Intercessor. One who goes between or intercedes. A mediator. One who interposes between parties at uh, variance with a view to reconcile them. One who pleads in behalf of another. Tonight I want to talk about the place between. And I want, I want us to kind of... Uh, keep our, our mind uh, kind of with, with, with those words uh, in the forefront of your mind, the place between, because I, I want this place to make sense here in a little bit. <clears throat> if we look at Isaiah uh, 59, verse 16, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustained him. I want to read this from the, uh, the New Living Translation. It says, He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm and his justice sustained him. The beautiful story of redemption is hard for, for some people to understand how a holy and just God would step out of royalty into humanity to become a bridge, to become a mediator. And without a mediator, we are lost. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus became an intercessor for you and I, but, but not just for us, but the whole world. Sin creates a gap between God and man, and the man, Christ Jesus, becomes the go-between to reconcile the connection between God and man. Aren't you glad for that go-between, the one that stepped in, that stepped into that gap and made a way to reconcile God and humanity, that they could have a right relationship with Him, that they could know the Creator in a personal way. That's why we are all here today. It's because we know God in a very real and personal way because he, He became a mediator for not just myself, but He became a mediator for you. He stood in your place. He stood in the gap and did something you couldn't do by yourself and he said I am willing to stand in their gap to reconcile the connection between God and man 
through the death, the burial, and the resurrection, we can go between sin to salvation. Because there is now a bridge. Or we can call it this. There's a door. There's a door. Hebrews 9, 12 says he obtained eternal redemption for us. He, he didn't do it just to, be, just to be doing something, but he did it with a purpose. And that purpose is to lead us to a place where we become the intercessor. Come on, I want, I want that to sink into some, to somebody's spirit right now. He, he didn't do it just for us to be off the hook. And I'm glad that I'm off the hook. But there's more to the story than that. But he said, I desire to use you now as an intercessor. So you who have been born again of water and spirit, what you have inside of you is the working of an intercessor. You are an intercessor. Whether, whether you agree with me tonight or whether you believe it, what's inside of you is the working of an intercessor. How appropriate it would be for those who were the object of intercession to first be reconciled and then become an intercessor for those souls who used to be where you were. God became a bridge for you so in return you can become a bridge for somebody else that does not know truth. Uh, the bridge doesn't end once we cross it. It continues. And I must continue. I must continue to put myself because I've got the working of an intercessor in my life. And if he stood in the gap for me, I've got to be willing to say, here am I, Lord. Send me whatever you desire to do. That's what I want. That's what I want, God. Those souls are in need of a door. They're in need of a bridge. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. I'm going to read this in, in the New Living Translation here. I urge you first of all to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. That's just the general prayers. And then we go on a little further. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Give thanks that God is using you. Give thanks for them, for, for the opportunity to lift them up. I'm going to pray some general prayers, but I've got to be willing to move into a place to intercede on their behalf because I've got the spirit of an intercessor, intercessor in, my high, in my life, and I'm willing to be that voice. We can pray these general prayers, and that's okay. It's okay to have general prayers. It's okay to go through the list. There's nothing wrong with making a list, and that's what I've done. I've created a list so I can stay on task, so there's some things in, in, my, in my focus that I, can, that I can specifically pray for. And, and you, you have to decide on whether or not that's, that, that'll work for you. Uh, but I, it, it works for me. Make a list of the things that you want God to do in your life. And these are general prayers. Uh, God, I, I want to be uh, more for you. 
I, I want to be a witness, a better witness. I want to I wanna give when there's opportunity to give. And, and then I also want to be intentional with my giving. I want to be, uh, I want to give sacrificially. I, I, these are the things that I, I want to do. And these are the things that, uh, that I believe are, are just general prayers that we can pray. But we must be willing to move a step further and intercede a little deeper and intercede. We must be willing to become that go-between, that place between, that bridge, that door. If we are called to be about our Father's business, then that's a call to intercede. There's a call to intercede. But we must be willing to hear the call and respond to the call with obedience. Don't get me wrong. We've already talked about the general prayers. I believe that in the day that we're living in, it's got to go far beyond general prayers. We have to be specific in the day because we're fighting very real specific demons. And we've got to be willing to be specific in our prayers. Listen, people are taking their lives left and right. Addiction is taking its toll in people's lives. And and there seems to be no freedom. People are dropping. There seems to be no help. There seems to be no deliverance. And, and sometimes the people of God can even get to a place where they just, they just like, well, I wish it could have turned out different for them. Would it if they'd have had somebody standing in the gap? If there would have been somebody available to hear the call, somebody sensitive enough in the presence of the Lord to see a face and to go into weeping and moaning and travail because that face has brought you into a place of intercession. Come on, there's been times that we have knelt down to pray and we have pushed through some things and we've got into the presence of the Lord and he'll reveal something to you, whether it's somebody's name or somebody's face and what he's expecting to you, for you to go a little further and stand in the gap as an intercessor and pray. There's a call, there's a call to go to the place between What does intercession look like? There was, a, there was a Syrophoenician woman in Mark 7, also in Matthew, who sought out Jesus. Now the Bible says that he didn't want anyone to know where he was, where he was staying, but the woman was going to search until she got his address. So the very first thing that his intercessor will be aware of is I've got to search for the Lord until I get his address, until I find his location, and then I can go to where he is. And that's what she did. It has to go beyond just knowing I have to pray. It's an approach to prayer that says you're my only hope of this need being met. 
first you have to be willing to search until you find Jesus. And then you have to be willing to stand in for someone else. That's what an intercessor does. It it removes the focus from me and it places it on somebody else, another need. And if I never get beyond my own life and my own struggles and my own trouble, I never present my life to the Lord as an intercessor. And I've been praying, God, I want to be an intercessor. I want to be one who stands in the gap. I don't have to know what to pray. I I know that you can pray through me. Intercession always focuses on someone else's need. You become the door in intercession. I want you to I want you to uh, wrestle with that for a minute. In intercession, you become the door. This woman was standing in for her daughter. That's what the Bible says. She wasn't there on her own accord. She was there lifting up the needs that she had at her house. Yeah, that was, that was her family. But let me tell you, you can intercede for your family. In fact, you better intercede for your family. You better be willing to hit your knees and weep. Weep for your family. Weep for them. Pray for them. Speak over their life because the enemy, the enemy desires to sift them as wheat. The enemy desires to steal, to kill, to destroy, to ravage their life. So you as the parent, the mom and dad, you have to intercede. Be that in-between place for your children. Be the bridge between God and humanity. You stand in the gap and speak over their life. Her daughter, her daughter was incapable of presenting her own need. There are people in all of our lives who are incapable of meeting their own need. I want you to think about that. If you don't intercede, who will? If you don't stand in the gap, who will? The pastor's just one man. He can't stand in the gap for everybody. But the saints have to be willing to engage in spiritual warfare. Because we have to in the day that we're living in, we have to wreck the devil's kingdom. And the only way we can do that is go beyond general prayer and enter into a place of intercession where God would begin to open up doors of escape. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they're mighty through God. Mighty through God. Through God. 
through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds will only be removed through God. And we will only get into a place where God moves through us in intercession. Intercession allows God to move through us to remove strongholds. I want to be a voice uh, uh, that cries, that weeps, that travails for strongholds to be destroyed. Her daughter was incapable of presenting her own needs, so she needed an intercessor. You know someone right now, there's somebody in your mind right now that needs an intercessor. Desperately needs an intercessor. And it troubles you to a point where you don't know what to do with yourself. You, you worry, you worry day in and day out. Oh, oh God, you got to save them. Oh, God, let them come to themselves, Lord. Let them, Lord, have a, a desire to come to your house. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are general prayers that need to take place, but you got to move a little further into intercession and stand in the gap that a door would be open unto them that they can walk through it to come back to the house of God they have to see the door because they're in a place where they don't feel uh, they don't feel that they can get out that, that it's inescapable. They can't get away from whatever's got a hold on them, but they got a door has to be presented to them. And I, uh, that door's only going to be presented to them when people desire to stand in the gap, to go to that place between. So you know that person. It may be family. But we as the church ought to be ready and willing to weep between the porch and the altar. That's that place between the porch and the altar. Joel chapter 2 verse 17. Let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people. That's the voice of intercession. The priest would stand between the porch and the altar and those around them would see and they would see them crying, save, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. There was some weeping going on between the porch and the altar. There was some ministry going on and the people looked on as they poured out their spirit. They poured out their soul. They poured out their heart before the Lord the church we've got to be willing to weep between the porch and the altar you got to be willing to weep the shortest verse Jesus wept is so profound when you think about what weeping is. We have to be willing to weep, to lament, 
bewail, shed tears? When was the last time that you were able to weep for those that you know need salvation or healing or deliverance? When was the last time that you weep not at an altar where you felt the presence of the Lord and you were drawn to that place at an altar, but when's the last time that you were in your closet or you were at a prayer meeting and you just began to weep because there was a heaviness on you, there was a brokenness, and you just began to weep and wail? Can you think of the last time that that's happened in your life? where you were on your face or where you were on your knees and you were just weeping. You were shedding tears because of the brokenness of humanity, because of those around us who are lost and dying and on their way to a devil's hell. And there's nobody to weep for them. There's nobody to weep and to wail and to lament for the condition of mankind. Learn, learn how to stand in the gap. Learn how to pray. Learn how to weep between the porch and the altar. We ought to be shedding tears for our lost loved ones. We ought to be weeping for our lost loved ones. We ought to be broken for our lost. We ought to be like that Syrophoenician woman who said, I got to get to Jesus. He is my only hope. And if I don't do anything else in my life, I've got to find his address. And I got to go to where he is because he is the only one that can fix this. What would have happened if she would have gave up when the disciples tried to push her away? When the church, when those who were supposed to be leaders said, we don't have time. Lord, send her away. She troubles us. I don't care what they say. I don't care what church members say. I don't care what the leaders say. All I know is I got to get to Jesus because my daughter's life depends on it. And if I don't do anything else with my life, let it be known that I sought out Jesus because he's the only one. He's the only way. She was willing to intercede. picture this woman falling at the feet of Jesus. Has anyone ever played out this this story in your mind as you're reading it? A desperate cry. Lord. Jesus. Jesus. I'm sure it was a lot more desperate than that display there. I mean, what would you do? Your son or daughter at home possessed uh, with devils and there was nothing that man could do to fix it. There was nothing that you could do, no kind of remedy, no kind of home thing, no kind of medicine. Listen, our world is so fixated on trying to, 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 to fix problems with, with uh, pills. But uh, there is only so far uh, medicine or man's ways will go. But Jesus said, I'll go a little further and I will do what man cannot do. 
I will do what man cannot do, and I will do it. I will do it if there is an intercessor. I will do it if there's an intercessor. She was weeping and broken for her daughter's condition. And this is what she did. She continued in his presence until a door was opened. She could have stopped when the first no came. But an intercessor who won't give up will turn no's into yeses. That's what an intercessor will do. They will stay on their knees until those no's turn into yeses. They will pray until that door of deliverance is open. They will clear the stage. They will clear the schedule. And they will pray until the door is open. They will weep until the door is opened. She said, I don't need the bread. I just need a crumb. Desperation looks like I'm not coming after the bread. I just want something. I want a crumb. I don't need the whole thing. I just need a little bit because that's all it will take to do what it needs to be done. It's just a little bit. One little word from you, God, will change everything. Jesus said in Matthew's perspective, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. What started as a no became uh, became your request is granted. When we are hungry for God to intervene, our faith is exhibited through intercession until a door of deliverance is open for that one in need. But there has to be a voice. There has to be an intercessor. There has to be a willing vessel for faith to be exhibited. We have to be willing to weep and wail the prayers of an intercessor. We don't always, uh, he, uh, we don't always uh, need a certain request. An intercessor doesn't just have to have somebody on their mind or heart to be an intercessor. He can lead you into a place of intercession. Listen, I don't know if anybody has felt this before. I'm sure that you've had an experience where you felt it. But I've I've had places in prayer that I would just start out in my general prayer. And I would just begin to worship the Lord. And I would focus on him. Because an intercessor must be focused in prayer. You must start out focused and fixed. i I, I got to find Jesus' address. I can't wander around uh, in the flesh. I've got to find his address. And I've got to go right there. And I've got to fall at his feet and worship him. And when I worship him, there's some things that take place. 
You feel the presence of the Lord. You feel his strength. You feel the joy. You feel him responding to your worship. You feel him responding to your faith. And guess what happens? Oh, there might be something that just pops into your mind. There'll be something that'll take place and you'll, you'll lock in on it. And what happens is you feel this, this, this twisting and this heaviness and this pull inside of you to the point where you cannot utter words you can't even make out sounds all you can do is moan you might even have a snot falling out of your nose at this point but you just gotta be willing to let it go weeping and wailing and feeling like something is being pulled from you and ripped out of you. You know, that's intercession. That's the Spirit of God opening a door because it takes that intensity of prayer for the door to be opened because it's locked up because of spirits. And you can't just, you can't just approach, you can't approach their, the strongholds in a general way. It's got to be through intercession. We must not need God to step into any specific situation because there's not enough weeping. We must be okay where we are and where our family is. Because there's not enough weeping going on. And I'm not saying that we've got to wa- wander around life uh, mourning and weeping. But if you are going to enter into that place between where God fuses uh, the presence, of, his presence and humanity together, then you've got to be willing to step into that place of intercession. trying to stir somebody right now. I hope you feel that. I hope you feel that. I hope you feel the stirring. I hope you hear the call. Listen, I am nothing, and I have not arrived there yet, and this message had to work through me before you hearing it today. But this is the direction that I believe the Lord is leading us to is if we're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles in the day that we're living in, there's going to, have, there's going to need to be some intercessors in the house of God. There's going to be, need to be some people who are willing to come Tuesday night prayer meeting and weep between the porch and the altar until the gates of hell uh, have to open their doors and release the captive. It's going to happen. God's going to use his people to destroy and to remove strongholds. If you want if you want what the Syrophoenician woman received, you have to be willing to intercede until the door is opened. You have to intercede until the door is opened. It's good to ask for a prayer, but you must be willing to bridge the gap between the need and the one who will meet that need. 
well, pastor, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray like that. Romans 8, 26 through 27, and I close with this. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Let's settle. Let's settle that. Uh, let's settle that statement. Well, God. Well, Pastor, I don't know how to pray like that. Well, you you don't need to. You may never have the words to pray that would release the captive from their prison cell, but you just let the Spirit, you let the Spirit do the work. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Intercession sounds a whole lot like no words, a lot of moaning, a lot of groaning, and a lot of God speaking through you and removing strongholds. And he that searcheth the hearts Knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You don't have to know the will of God to allow the will of God to be prayed through your life, through your, through your vessel. All you have to do is surrender and yield your vessel and you say, God, I want to be an intercessor and he will begin to lead you into that place. You don't resist it. You just embrace where God's trying to take you. You, you pray for that burden. God, give me a burden in this hour to pray until the door is open to pray until I'm weeping you may listen when you tell the Lord that you want to be an intercessor you just don't become one he's going to test you to see if you really want to be who you said you wanted to be. Are you going to wait? Are you going to be willing to fight through 25, 30, or 40 minutes of flesh to get to that place where you find my address and begin to walk into the spirit? You walk into the throne room and I can begin to pray my will through you that strongholds would be removed, but you got to be willing to remove the time clock and say, God, I'm going to pray until my flesh is out of the way, until it's under subjection, until I enter that throne room. You don't need to know what to say. You just need to let the great intercessor destroy the strongholds through your vessels. Let's all stand. If, if we've got our mind made up that I'm going to diligently seek the Lord until he leads me into that place 
I transition from from this flesh into the spirit. Because that's what takes place. There's a transition from, from general praying into the spirit where the spirit itself maketh intercession in your life. For this church or for any church to be great and to get the devil's attention, we've got to be willing to go beyond general prayers and enter into that place of intercession. The devil's not necessarily worried about just general prayers. of God knows his will more than we do. So I've got to get to a place where I allow his spirit to pray through me that strongholds would be destroyed. Listen, can we can we lift our hands right now? I know that I want to do great things for the kingdom of God. And, it, and, it, and it's more than just it's more than just fulfilling my lot in life it's more than just my faithfulness to the house of God it's more than just my tithes and offering it's more than just being born again waters the initial justification experience but there has to be this 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 thing inside of me that wants and desires more and and will not rest until that takes place will not rest until that happens in my life if you want to do great things for God you've got to be willing to get into that place of intercession and pray and let the spirit take you to a place that he can pray through of this message right now. Come on, I want somebody, I want somebody to have a made up mind. I want, I want you to determine tonight. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for anybody else but yourself. You say, God, I want to do great things for you. And I want you to use me. I want to be available as a vessel that you you don't have to search very far. You can find me. We need intercessors. We need intercessors. There's a call for intercession. There's a call for intercession. Oh, there's times in our prayer meetings that I have felt that the Lord has been looking for a voice. The Lord has been looking for a vessel that's not distracted, that's got their mind made up, that they want to be somebody who's available and they will let me they will let me make intercession through their life and the will of God would be made manifest I want it to be my voice because the
will of God is to deliver. The will of God is to set free. The will of God is to heal. The will of God is to save. And if he can do that through my intercessory prayer, I want, that's what I want. I wonder if we can find a place to cry out to the Lord right now in your own way.
Travail and for our brother and our sister until Christ is fully given. see one more thing on Facebook or on the news or whatever, wherever you get your coverage from about current events that doesn't stir me to weep 
irritated the purpose that Jesus set out we say it all the time we are his hands his feet in this earth and if I if I'm his hands and feet and I'm no longer my own then his will has to be accomplished in my life and if it's not it's not him If it's not being done, it's me, it's not him. We just have to make sure that we got a hold of the Lord, that we have his address. And then we're not going to stop praying until the Lord comes. Let's all stand up with me. We'll dismiss in prayer. Jesus, I feel the weight of this message, and I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that you have, that you have released your instruction, you have released what you desire to do, now, now I want to embrace it, Lord, let your people embrace the call tonight, to step into that place, that place between that you're calling us. Jesus, I release the burden tonight. I release it, God. Let your people receive it. Let your people receive it tonight, Jesus. Jesus.